The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. your host, Noel Arlo LaGrasso, and I am here with former WCW tag champion, two times, Big Vito LaGrasso. How are you today, Vito? Two times, two times, two times. You're doing good. Thank you for having me on my show. I greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody's doing good out there. What's the first question? What do we got? What's going on? What's what's happening? Before we start, what's going on this week in wrestling on Twitter? I heard, uh, you know, some... Uh, I've seen some stupid moves in my time, but there have been some stupid-ass moves by some Mark guys who are wrestlers. Very terrible guys, smart enough. And then I've seen the Conan slap. That was something, wasn't Can it? Can we reenact it? Huh? Can we reenact it? No, I'm, I just... My Can we do it in slow motion? No, like no, it? it's not about anything. Like we saw the Conan slap, and boy, was that some slap. You know, see, so he must have pissed somebody off. Things happen. Things happen. I'm not up on any. Well, I saw the slap because you, like, first thing in the morning on you. Saturday, you were like, did you see the slap? And I was like, yes. But guys, when you talk shit on Twitter and then hiding behind your desk and you bullshit and you speak about people, sometimes there's something coming your way. Sometimes things happen. They do. Uh-oh. Oh, fits for tits. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Wow, what is that? I say? can't see all that. Something about Disney. It went way off the screen. Just going with my Disney with my Pinocchio, girl, the only thing. Right? I got no shame saying. I can see all that, but she went to Disney. But do you know that I. Oh, wait. Bits for tits. Thank you, Rev. Bits for tits. Yeah. Bits for tits. Um, I hate Pinocchio. It's the only Disney character I hate because I think he's a lying wooden bastard and it bothers me a little bit. Why is that? Because you tell lies? No, because I married somebody you that does. Lie. What's it say? Oh, that wasn't bits for tits. Who bits for tits? Somebody bits for tits. I just dropped some coin in the box. Just drop people. the coins. Come on. Drop some coins, yo. Yeah, I hate Pinocchio because he's a lying wooden bastard. All right. All right now what we, we got? What we got for the first question? Here. All right, guys, it's not really a question. This is not that show. Um. Oh, hey, we're getting all kinds of messages. Wasn't me. It's okay. Oh, let's go Colt. Thank you very much then. That was not from Rev. That was from Let's Go Colt. So thank you very much for the bits for tits. Thank you. Um, anyway, so what we're going to talk about on this show is January 18th, 2000 at a Thunder taping in Evansville, Indiana. The Mamluks, Big Vito and Johnny the Bull, defeated Crowbar and David Flair to win the WCW Tag Champions. So this week we're going to talk about the amazing history of the WCW Tag Titles. What it takes to make a tag champion, the difference between tagging and WCW, WWE, and also some of the strangest combinations to ever win. 
Oh, those take Pinocchio lesson and bits for tips. Thank you very much for bits for tips. We appreciate that. Pinocchio still aligned with bastard. All right, Vito. So first thing out of the box, you won the tag team champion WCW. It's a pretty big deal. Um, the first tag team champions in WCW were the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. That's where it started. Last technical tag team champions in WCW was Bob Randy Bob, the Dudleys. Um, you fall somewhere in the middle of, in the middle there, somewhere in the middle of last at first. Was that the second time you won the tag titles? Oh, that was the first time we won. First time. First time. So here it goes. Um, give us a little bit of give us a little bit about it. Well, we were, uh, Johnny and I were doing some great promos, and we do you know building our characters, and um, we were doing some phenomenal stuff. And uh, the tag titles were on Crowbar and David Flair, and they weren't doing that well on the ratings, and they weren't doing that very good. Uh, and um, it was Kevin Sullivan who came up to me, and uh, there obviously was a falling out with Vince Russo and the writing team. And um, what happened was uh, Kevin Sullivan took over and pulled me aside. He says, Vito, he says, we were going to hold off on this, but... Um, Will you earn this, he says, and uh, we're going to put the titles on you guys tonight. It was Kevin Sullivan who did this and made the Mamelukes relevant and made them champions. Um, it was a great night for us. It was a great night in WCW history. Uh, I had taken a young Johnny the Bull along for the ride, and we made it all the way to the top. A young Johnny the Bull. Young Johnny the Bull. It was young, you know, I always say greatest, greatest ability that was untapped early then, because if he was wrestling now with his strength, his body, his athleticism, he'd be a million dollar ball player. Do you know who the youngest tag team champion was ever? No. No. David Flair. You beat the youngest ever tag team champion. The oldest ever tag team champion was DDP. 44 years old, he won his wow. first uh, WCW tag title. But it was, a great, it was a great night for us, a great night for the Mamelukes, great night for Italians. But most importantly, it was a great night for me because I had went I went 10 years in the industry without winning a major title anywhere. And um, the way I was brought up was that you don't need titles to get over. You just got to be an effective heel and be strong. And, you know, being a Skullbound Crush all those years and working on my craft and then turning it over in ECW to being Vito the Skull of Grasso, you know, was just a stepping stone. And I always give praise to ECW for giving me the opportunity to you know, change, um, change my ways and attitude, and how I approach things, and uh, you know, you go to Japan and you uh, you pin Mizawa, you come back, you don't have a job, you got to look at things, look at your life, and uh, you know, some things need to be take, taken seriously. So you won the tag team champions uh, championship, um, and then you won it the second time. Yes. Who did you defeat the second time for the championship? I think it was the Harris brothers. You beat the Harris brothers? Well, they beat you for the title, too. You guys traded back and forth. Right, I think we traded. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, what was your favorite moment as tag champion? doesn't even have to be in the ring. It could be something else. Well, I guess the favorite moment of being a tag champion was walking out there. And you could see the happiness. You could see the joy on my face. You could see, you know, I had swag when I had the belt on. You had that pizzazz. You know, I represented, you know, the Italians 
The gimmick was going strong. I think I enjoyed every minute of being champion. And uh, I don't think I ever had like a bad time with it. I mean, the sad time is, is when you got to give it up and you're walking through the curtain, you know, and they give you, you know, good job, you know, you did really did good. And then you wait for the next thing that happens, you know, so it was a good How time. do you feel walking out, like knowing that you're not going to be walking back with the belts? Because even though the belt is a prop and that's what we're all taught in wrestling school, it's just a prop, it still gives you a, a, a certain level of responsibility as far as the company goes and the ratings and things like How that. How do you feel walking out through the curtain? Um, and knowing it's going to be your last time walking out through the curtain with the belts and hearing them say WCW Tag Champions, what's that feel like? Well, I tell you, you know, when you're walking out there every night and you got the belts on, it's a certain level of respect, not only from the fans, but from the guys in the back because you're going out there every single night. We were out there four or five nights a week and we were wrestling and we were on the road and we were doing it with carrying the WCW symbol. And um, I remember when we had to do when we had to do the match, they wanted Johnny to take the pin. They said, Vito, we're gonna have Johnny test his I said, guys, we gotta do it the right way. You know, and that's me being the leader of the team. You know, I said if you guys are gonna beat if you're gonna beat the mom you're gonna beat the main guy. And um, you know, I took the pin because that was the right thing to do to make the the belt means something going to the Harris brothers. So they're asking, um, who was the artist? The, uh, I think they mean the artist formerly known as Prince I.K., yeah, right? Yeah, Prince I.K. And you got some very good matches with him. Um, yes, I did. Very one good. of your favorites is the one where the crowd starts chanting Big Vito and you get very yeah. excited. It's pretty, it was pretty cool. It's a pretty good one. I got to say, you know, like my time in WCW probably, you know, it was new because I was in the big time. It was a great time. I was making money. Um, I had so much TV exposure. I had, I had it all. I had everything. You know, I was like living the life of a rock star. I was champion. You know, I went on to be a hardcore champion. I made a, I made a name for myself in the hardcore division. You know, and um, you really can't say anything was really bad. You know, could things have been different backstage with the booking and the guys who were running creative in the heads? Yes. But all in all, it was all good. Who do you think was the strangest combination of people ever to win the WCW tag titles? Because it's not always an actual, like you would think of, can form tag team like the Mamelukes or the Harlem Heat. Sometimes it just, I always thought a strange combination that was good combination, but very different was, and a lot of people don't even know this, um, was uh, Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas won the title together. Well, you know, guys, I got to say for WCW, they always stuck with teams who got the titles and they always stuck with the people who, who did it. So, I mean, if I'm not a historian, um, like my wife who knows a lot about it, but like, you know, when it comes down to teams and them doing it, WCW was a tag team place to be. Yeah, they had a lot of good tag teams in WCW and a lot of good good groups um, as far as like uh, tough tag teams. Yeah. Like the Harris Brothers were a, a huge tag team. But then you see, and, and not just mainly championships, but you did see people like if you put Lex Luger and Ric Flair together. And they had a lot of four groups, like the Four Horsemen, and Sting had a group at one point. You know, guys, the there were a lot of great tag teams. You got the Harlem Heat, you had the Steiner Brothers, you had Legion of Doom. Mm -hmm. You know, I just named those three, and I'm, not, and I'm not excluding anybody by any means. I'm probably doing the most famous, right? You talk about, um, you had the Four Horsemen, Arn Anderson and... Um, Ole. Ole, right? Then you had, uh, I think, Ric Flair and Arn won the tag titles, you know? So there were a lot of great combinations in there, a lot of great teams.
Um, you don't want to leave out the outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. That right. was a tag team that changed WCW. Are you talking about the big guys, known guys, named guys? And here, me and Johnny and I came, and we made our name through all the big names, and we became a fixture on on the uh, on the Monday Night Raws, on Thunder, you know, on the Saturday TV tapings. We made a name for ourselves, and we did very well. Who do you think is the most underrated uh, tag champions? I, I'm going to say I really like Doom as a tag champion. Um, Doom was good. Oh. 2,000 bits. Thank you very much. For Thank you very There's much. There's a lot of tag teams great and bad because the titles mean something. Sometimes, like we were saying, sometimes tag titles do mean something. It's yeah. a little bit of a responsibility for you when you're tag champion. You got part of those ratings just as much as the heavyweight champion. But like I was saying, I always found that, like, I thought Doom was underrated with Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. They were a pretty scary team together. I would, guys, the, the tag teams when I was wrestling, you're talking about big huge, muscular, great big men, right? You're talking about an era where, like, guys were 6'4 and better. Probably the whole main roster was, like, half of the roster was 6'4, 6'6. Where the big boys play. Where the big boys play, right? <laughs> right, the Superstation, TBS. Superstation. So you're talking about me going up against these guys. I'll even uh, put um, um, Brian Clark and uh, Brian Adams. Chronic. Chronic. You look at those guys, right? Those guys are legit six four, six five, right? And here I am. Thank you very Thank you much. Very much. And here <laughs> I am wrestling against them. Especially, I can tell you about the time Reno and I tagged against him, and I did the whole match. And I'm banging with these two big monsters, you know. And now that, that is something to be to to look at when you're talking about big, muscular, athletic guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and you're talking about guys who are agile, and uh, where do you, how do you, how do you handle that? You got to know your wrestling one on one. You got to be confident in your skills. You got to have it in you to handle yourself against the big boys. And you know, when it came down to it, Vito Lagrasso knew his craft, and he handled himself with the big boys. I think, as comparative to WWE teams over the years and I mean a lot of them are the same obviously because you go back and forth like saying Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, things like that. I think WCW had a lot of like big men teams like the Skyscrapers and like there's these big yeah. huge men teams out there um, that WWE usually kept a lot of their big huge guys for singles. They're singles guys but WCW brought in people that worked as teams other places, kept them teams you know, what do you think is the difference between um, a WCW Tag Team Championship and a WWE? Because over the years, they seem to have some different criteria. They focused on tag team wrestling because WCW is focused on wrestling. The WWE, WWF did not, did not focus on tag teams. They were not a fan of it. They put them in there, you know, as something to be recognized, but not to put their emphasis on it. WCW did because they had a great tradition of great tag team wrestling. Right. So you you have the... What's that sign? Does that say where you got minus bits? No. I don't even see what it is. You know what, Vito? We, we need to get like a big magnifying glass. Hopefully when we move to the new office, the new studio, we'll be able to see more. It's yeah. just we can't see a whole lot out here. We're trying our best. Um, so as far as tag teams go, pound for pound, your opinion, who were the greatest... Tag team champions ever in WCW. Oh, that is a hard. I 
I have a lot of my boys and I have a lot of respect for all the guys who tag, who tag teams. You're talking, all right, you talk about the great tag teams in WCW. Um, I believe the Rock and Roll Express were tag yeah. team champions, and I wrestled them. Talk about Legion of Doom, I wrestled against them. Um, Harlem Heat, I wrestled against them. Thank you Thank very, you very much. much. We need a new interviewer. We need one that reads the questions. Oh, he just said something mean about me. Need a new interviewer that asks the questions. The problem is I can't see. She can't see, guys. So I can't see. I'm doing the best that I can. Go I easy see. on the comments, guys. We're, <laughs> trying to, we're doing this for free. Yeah, nobody's giving us nothing. Nobody's paying us. We're doing this for free. I am legally blind. I am trying Jesus. my best. Okay, so Jeez. anyway, getting back to my question. Uh, the greatest tag teams of all time. I mean, there I cannot put a finger on the greatest because the greatest... All the tag teams had a great run. So I would not put it together. There were a lot of tough tag teams in there. So, I mean, um, to all of the WCW tag teams, you were all great, in my opinion. Nobody sucked. Nobody was bad. Everybody had their big moments. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Here's Team Anderson, Minnesota Wrecking Crew. And like we said, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, first WCW, technically, first WCW tag team. They were crying. Another guys. thing I want to add, right? When you're talking about WCW, okay, you're talking about a territory that was not, a, I did not watch because I was in New York, okay? The Steiner Brothers. Steiner another, Brothers, another that's another team. good one. Yeah, I was just I wrestled the both of them as singles and tag team. You're talking about guys who are powerful, just start freak strength, power can move and can wrestle, amateur wrestle, amateur champions. But guys, when you talk about the legacy of WCW tag team wrestling, there is no team that is to go unnoticed, no team to go uh, denied. They were all great champions. If you made the championship level in WCW as a tag team, you accomplished them. Some were better than others. Some were put together just to, just to get name value. But all in all, that's a great legacy of tag team wrestling. Yeah, there's a lot of great. I I'm gonna go out on a limb. I like the I like the Steiner brothers when I was younger. I even wore the Michigan jacket because I like the Steiner brothers too much. But I really think that if I were to go like all in pound for pound wrestling, crowd response, everything, I'm gonna have to say Road Warriors. I think Road Warriors. I think they may have even in WWE been the great one of the greatest tag teams of all time. I can't yeah. think of anybody that I would say better. Yeah, and you know what, guys, um, you're talking about. Um, Palumbo on O'Hare were good. Yeah, yeah they, were, they good. were very good. They were young, good-looking, athletic guys. And when they got to WWE, they buried them with The Undertaker and Kane. And they made a mockery of the WCW tag title, which pissed me off because I worked hard, just like everybody else worked hard, to bring that title to, to mean something. Here you got two young, good-looking talents, and you crush them. Why? Because you want to make it. You got an ego trip. Not cool. They did that with Booker T, too. And, 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 you know, when you're talking about nostalgia, where did all the great tag teams come from? WCW, down south. You're talking the legacy. You know, you mentioned Legion of Doom, the Steiner Brothers, Harlem Heat, Chronic, who came on later, right? But there's the Midnight Express. I don't know if they won titles. You're talking about the Rock and Roll Express. Um, you're talking about the Fabulous Ones. You're talking about... You know, some other great, you know, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, the guys who I maybe I haven't even seen wrestle. 
Road Warriors, Heart Foundation. Yeah. Heart Foundation was good. They not they weren't necessarily a WCW. They weren't but a WCW team, all, but when you're talking yeah. about teams, guys, you know, you're talking about some you know, some of the biggest names in the industry. And like I was getting to, we watched WOR Channel 9 or we got it on MSG, okay? We didn't have preview to uh, what was it, the AWA, Florida Championship Wrestling. Florida. AWA was out in the Minnesota area. Right. We didn't have that in New York. So there was a lot of wrestling history I didn't know about. Where I learned about wrestling history was when I went to Memphis, Tennessee, and I learned about all the other sides of wrestling, where all the greats come from. They said, Vito, all the guys come through here. This is where you're made. And that's where I got a chance to wrestle the Rock and Roll Express for the first time. You know, and I got a chance to wrestle, you know, guys like the Boogie Woogie Man, the Dream Machine, Jerry Lawler, you know, and like a, a few other greats. You know, a team that was in uh, that was in Memphis was PG-13, and they were a very good team. They were small teams, but they were a good teams. They were in WCW for and, a while, too. Right, and they, you talk about guys who did well. Let's talk about for a second, just veering off from that, ECW teams. There, there were tag teams in ECW. Um, Perry Saturn and Cronus were a tag team. That was a very, Ted you know, Petty, you, watch, Rocco, you watch that tag team, Cronus and Perry Saturn, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about one guy who's over the top of being a worker, one guy who was just there but had, and I always said this about Cronus, he had the best athleticism for a 280-pound man. I used to have great singles matches with him. I used to tell him, bro, if you just put some time in it, it's just, you know, you got it. Everybody said, well, you know, he was a freak, athletic one. He could do backflips. He could do this. He could do jumping. And I'm, and I'm like, you got to, if I had that kind of ability, I had the solid technical ground wrestling, I can go on top rope and fly a little bit. But when you got that, that that's a gift. They're saying, yes, ECW tag teams. And right. You talk about um, Ted Petty and Rocco Rock. Ted Petty and Rocco Rock, right? Now, there's somebody. You got the Dudley boys who came out of there. You had um, Danny Dorn and Roadkill, who were a good tag team. Don't you had New Jack. Who was uh, Chris Chetty and someone else? Uh, who did Chris Chetty tag with? I'm not sure if he tagged with Nova. I think he did. I'm not sure. But you're talking about, um, I think Shane Douglas was part of the tag team with Just Incredible? Yeah, well, they, with Bam Bam Bigelow, they were the triple threat. Right. You're talking about great teams who came out of ECW. And all the great talent that was in ECW, untapped. The gangsters, New Jack, and they were New amazing. Jack and Mustafa. Now, if somebody would have took a chance, they were wild cards. Yes, over the top. Were the rules to be broken? Were they going to follow the rules? I don't know. But you talk about guys who had heat going from the south and had, had that look and can be something if they would have followed directions and did stuff. And I got along great with both them guys, and I, we always have good matches. But, like, it's not the guys who have the problems. It's when you have to follow the office and what their nitpicking is. They pick you apart, and they take away what made you great. That's where the beef comes in. They missed the boat on New Jack because he's one of the most entertaining people even outside of the ring. He, he is. They and he, missed the boat on You know, that. and guys... He's a friend of mine, and we, we always get along. We, we love seeing each other and everything, but you talk about respect level and doing that in the ring, you know? Yeah, the most respect for each other because, you know, we get, he saw that Vito works. That guy's a worker, boy. He just goes in there. And then he came in, and he had his specialty doing the hardcore, and everybody liked that swag he had about him, right? 
how could you not say he's a million dollar ball player when he's drawing crowds and you know the place goes nuts? He just didn't have the opportunity. And when the and when the uh, ECW first pay per view came with WWE came, he wasn't there. And it's hard to imagine him not being there because he was a player. Yeah, but we missed with the current teams nowadays, the Briscoes. I think that's another uncontrollable situation. I remember the Briscoes wrestling under hoods because they were under eighteen and couldn't wrestle in Pennsylvania. But it's it's you the know, same guys. Deal. When it comes to when it comes to wrestling, getting your chance, right? You have to have some 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 stability and knowing how to do business. Now, here's where the business aspect comes in. Where can you do business, and were you willing to do business? The right way, not saying that they didn't, but there comes some etiquette with it. And maybe they weren't approachable, or maybe they didn't know how to approach them correctly, or maybe they would have needed a liaison. Is it worth going the extra mile to retain somebody to bring them in to be a drawing pal? Some guys needed that. Some guys had a liaison, had a guy to try, okay, you're in charge of this guy, you're going to take him to the building, A, B, C, and D. That's your job, that's what you do. Yeah. Well, we've come to the point of the show. Now, I don't even know if we should do this anymore. What's that? You know, we come to the point of the show. Oh, we have to do it. I remember what this... I promised I promised these guys something for this week's end of the show. What's that? When it all came crashing down and it hurt inside. Oh, what was your biggest problem with your heart, head, ego you've gotten over the last 20 years? You changed over the last 20 years. Guys... Is he saying that I had an ego? Well, what's the most hard-headed, like, ego thing that you had? Okay. When it comes to Vito LaGrasso, right, I attained... So, so she can't read that. It was, it's, when okay. it's long, I can't say Guys, it. Guys, I'm going to say it like this. When, and I've said this in every interview, I was too good for my own good. I started out, everybody forgets, I started out in the WWF. I wrestled against the WWF talent. I, I wrestled against WCW talent. On the independence, I didn't wrestle guys of my own, of my own, um, uh, you know, greeny uh, situation or being a young guy. I wrestled vets. So because I had that in me and that pedigree and the training, I was treated differently when I went to independent shows. You're gonna wrestle Sergeant Slaughter. You're gonna wrestle Honky Tonk. You're gonna wrestle Jimmy Snooker. You're going to wrestle Bill Eady. You're going to wrestle Cousin Luke. You're going to wrestle Ted Petty. You're going to wrestle those SD Jones, Jim Powers, Barry Horowitz. These are guys they put in front of me to wrestle, not because it was a punishment, because I was learning. I was at that level where I could work at that work rate with these guys. And because it was something that I worked at, just working at your craft. I didn't have the opportunity to be that indie mark guy going around and, you know, parading. I was Skullbound Crush from the WWF and it preceded myself. And then when I went to Japan and I went to Puerto Rico and I made my way through, you talk about my first two years, I had done everything you could do. Like, I've done a lot of things. I made it to Japan. I made it to Puerto Rico. I made it to the TV in two years. So I was above everybody else. And then when you're going on all the tours and you're going in territories and actually living there, and then you come back home, and then you go to guys, go to these guys who you wrestled with, and you come in, 
and you're saying, why do I got to be this when, I, when I'm doing this? And you got to start over again. It's a different mindset. You got to say, okay, I got to start from the bottom. You got to eat crow. You have to eat humble pie. You have to learn about the business. They, well, I don't know why you keep saying like, like she, the door she's here. <laughs> I'm right here. He said three pieces of advice you would give a, a, the boys for outside of the ring. Guys, I got I'm in on everything, so don't don't worry about pretend I'm not. Guys, here. the biggest thing I see today, nobody works on their crap. Nobody does the. Everybody does a high. I just seen a high spot where they where we're just talking about this. The guy goes to do a uh, Canadian destroyer on a table up a ledge, right? Now, the guy he posted the guy. He's ready to do this. Oh, I forgot this. Goes to get him. Rush the move did the flip, right, and the table didn't break, the guy landed on his neck and on, on the floor, and what did you accomplish by this move? Nothing. I see guys doing stupid moves, and what's that site that Chris Tipton has? Oh, the, the hot dog and a handshake site, the botch site. Botch, the botch thing. I see stuff trash on Trash bag wrestlers. Trash bag wrestlers. I see stuff on there that makes me sick to my stomach. If it was 25 years, 30 years ago, and you had to go through Fido LaGrasso training, like I did when I broke into business, or Chris Benoit when he—I'm going to bring Chris Benoit in, right? Chris Benoit went to Japan. He lived in the dojo. He learned how to wrestle from there. And if you had to go to Japan and learn how to wrestle, it was not easy, guys. You learned your craft. They want to know outside of wrestling. They don't want to know wrestling. That's what they're asking on the thing. It's outside of wrestling. Outside of wrestling, I always say. Carry yourself with a lot of dignity and pride. Carry yourself like a gentleman. Always make sure you're dressed for the occasion. A handshake. Everybody says, Vito, you got a firm handshake. You shake hands like a man. You, you introduce yourself. You conduct yourself as a businessman. You act like a million dollars. You dress like a million dollars. You look like a million dollars. Always carry yourself with prestige and pride. Do the things that are prestigious. Don't do every little thing because it doesn't mean nothing. Do the prestigious things. My wife has heard me say this 10 million times over. Prestigious <laughs> things, guys. Because if you do every little thing, it doesn't make you special. If you do the big things, it makes you different. It separates you. Always be a gentleman when you're out. Hold the door open for a lady, a fan, help with a bag, do something. People see this. And when they see this, they say, hey, that guy's somebody special. That's somebody different. That's somebody who knows how to be a, how to be a man. And when you know how to do that, guys, how about donating your time to charity work? I did it. I didn't get nothing for it. I was doing charity work before it became famous. And I never got the hoopla or whatever. I did it because it was in my heart to do it. They always say now, um, oh, uh, Instagram's down. I can't do any charity work because they can't, like, social media put it out there. So um, define prestige and what it means to you. Define prestige and what it means. You we got to wrap up soon, guys. Because guys, prestige is something doing something with honor and pride. When you do something, do it because you believe in it. And when you do it, do it with pride. Do it with a lot of happiness. Do it with a smile on your face. Don't do it because you have to do it. If you're gonna do something, do it so you can put a signature on it and say, "This is the big Vito brand. This is Vito Lagrasso. This is what my mother wanted me to be." and how she wanted me to act when I was a boy. Put that stamp on it. Use your roots, use what you were grown up on. And everybody out there was taught, comb your hair, tie your shoelaces, have your shoes clean, 
Make sure you press. Wear your jacket. You know, look good. Be presentable. Don't use your fingers when you eat. Don't, you know, use your, don't use your sleeve. Use a napkin, right? When you see, when you're at a table with people, hold the table open. Hold the chair open for a lady. You know, when you drink water and glass and know what, how to eat, know how to drink, know how to dress, it's the whole complete package, guys. Okay, so we're going to put a timeout on the questionings for now because we got to wrap up, but we have the last part that we promised last week the fans that we would do. And that is the time that your manhoneness got caught and shut down and you decided to change your life. We call, we usually do at this point with the music, the big veto hookups. I, but this time is when. I would like to say this. <laughs> I would like to say this. I know everybody enjoys this, but this is something like, you know, it's not my favorite part of the show. Mine either. <laughs> I, I don't, I really just would like to say this, okay? There's a great story that goes along with this, but there's also a good lesson. And um, when you play hard and you're running, when you're running like a bull and everything is good and you've got swag, you've got everything running. And when it comes crashing down in front of you, you're like, wow, that was something, man. That was a good run. And then where do you go from here? And sometimes you got to learn the hard way. And you know what? 20 years is being club master B and going in the clubs for him five nights a week. And you say, hey, well, I don't want to live my life in the clubs anymore. And you're like, I think maybe I want something different. And it's just a point where I want something So are you saying that this is going to be the last big veto hookups? You're shutting this part of the show down and just, switching to something You know, it, it was fun in the beginning to do it. And then I felt like I really didn't want to do it. And I'm being honest with you guys. And I really just didn't like it because... That was a different time and it was a different person. Now I'm a different so I know like doing press prestigious things. I'm doing a prestigious podcast. I like to present myself different. I sit here and talk elegantly to you people. I give you the facts. I'm not here to bullshit you. It's not a curse fest. It's something that I'm giving you with experience and my time. Like we said, I don't get paid for this. I don't do anything. And we joke about it, but at least I spend the time to give back to wrestling in a certain way. If it's this small show, hey, it's this small show. If it's the other stuff we do with my brand, it's the other stuff we do with our brand. Like I said, this is what I enjoy. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy talking about great stuff. There's a lot of great wrestlers out there who I have wrestled against, who have taught me, who have took the time to teach me. And I thank them all the time when something good happens. So are you going to tell them this breakup story or are you refusing to do it? We're going to end this with a lot of pride and dignity. Today, I am a married man. I live a good life. And I am happy to be where I am today. Wow. I can't believe you finally put your foot down with the with the things. Everybody was waiting for the story. And, he, and you know sold them on it. What are you going to do to end these shows from now on now that you're not going to do the big veto? And by the way, this doesn't come from me. This is all him. This doesn't what come I'm going to say me. right now is, guys, tune into our brand. We have a lot of great stuff. You know, sometimes you don't have to listen to all the stuff that's like smutty and dirty and trying to get the inside scoop. You know, all right, we got something there. Go ahead. I've done the hookup on the weekend thing for years. I feel so hard when I got caught up to me. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Sometimes it's more important to just find somebody that's important to you. Like, right. find a best friend. I will end it off like this, right? 
Booker T wasn't the first time to go five time, five time, five time. Big Vito had five, five, five hookups in one night. Five, five, five. I was dating the big five, baby. But what happened at the end? You gotta tell you cannot leave them hanging. I'm this gonna, is the last one. You that's gotta the last end one. It. Hey, listen. But but you know what happened? Who got caught? Five times, five times, five times in the same night. Yeah, I'll leave it off like this. I got busted, but I still got laid that night. <laughs> but it changed your life, and and now you live this nice, clean like. All right, let's end the show. All right. Peter, he didn't outsmart me. I don't know. I have no idea what they're talking about. I can't even see. This, uh, guys, guys, can I, can I say something? This happened way before she was even involved. Yeah. She was, she, she wasn't even on the radar. She wasn't even a sniff in my underwear drawer. It was nothing here. Zero. This was the big veto, big time player. I wasn't involved in any of this. She wasn't involved in any of this, guys. So for it's, you guys to go out there now and say, Big Vito was cheating on Noel. Big Vito was doing this. Big Vito. Mind your business. But we, you, you've always been a good other half because we are just best friends. So like if he did something, he would want to tell me that he did it. And then it would be like all over. So I'll leave you off with this. Okay. And this you can even ask Mr. Kennedy. We're in Malta. And we were talking. And Mr. Kennedy had just gotten married, and I had just gotten with Noel. Mm -hmm. And I told Mr. Kennedy, and I says, you know what? I think I found a girl. I'm going to marry this girl. He goes, you think so? I says, yes, I think I'm going to marry this girl. I swear to God, I said it was at Malta, right? I wasn't drinking. wasn't at the bar. <laughs> we were just talking, and look where we are today. I live in a beautiful house. We live on a golf course. We have the country club. We have life going good. You know, um, happy. Wrestling is not the main event of my life anymore. Life is the main event of my life. Taking care of my wife, doing the right thing, and living a prestigious life. Wrap it up, kid. Wrap it up. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us on this week in pro wrestling history. This is what you'll see on next week. February 1st, 1993, live from the Grand Ballroom at the Manhattan Center was a very early episode of Monday Night Raw. The team of Iron Mike Sharp and Von Crust took on High Energy, Coco Beware, and Owen Hart. Next week, we're going to discuss that first year of Monday Night Raw because guess what, guys? Big Vito was there. And that's what you'll see right here next week on This Week in Pro Wrestling. We thank the Russo brand for having us here on the Realm Network. Vito, do you have anything that you would like to plug today? Yeah, press the subscribe button. It's going to be on the bottom. Help us out. Subscribe. It's free. If you're on Prime, subscribe. It's free. Okay? <laughs> hey, guys, thank you for your support. You know, and Russo, about coming up with that Christmas gift because you ain't showing no love to the big Vito brand. Only when you're in trouble, you call Big Vito. I'm going to get my friend Big Vito by my back. All right, guys. Once again, thank you for joining us on the Big Vito brand on the Realm Network. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.